Hello team, it's Fab here, founder and head teacher at All Marketing School and your Marketing BFF. I want to remind you that there is a special invitation for you to join us for the Alt Marketing Certification. Get certified as a positive impact strategy and make people fall in love with you and your work. Reclaim your time, understand the marketing foundations with a positive impact spin. If you are a marketing freelancer who wants to raise the quality of services and do more with less, or maybe you are an early stage marketeer ready to invest to gain real experience in building a strategy with purpose, or you're a marketing leader who wants to be recognized as a go-to expert and tackle new growth challenges. Whether you are beginners or whether you have some confidence into your strategy, we want to support you. We want to help you achieve your strategic goals, toss confettis in the air, and blast your favorite hype song as you get through eight incredible weeks with me and the rest of our faculty. Think about our certification as marketing training at university standards, not prices. So if you're ready to join us and you want to check out our incredible curriculum, all you have to do is go to amschool.click slash certification. I repeat, amschool.click slash certification to find out more and learn what you are going to go through in our eight weeks. From marketing foundations all the way to leadership and storytelling skills, we're also going to cover strategic marketing blocks and advanced marketing tools. Plus, you get workshops, hot seats, group work, and even timely panels with incredible experts in the field. So what are you waiting for? No, I mean it. Our next cohort is starting real soon. So make sure that you head to amschool.click slash certification to come and join us and learn how to market to hearts, not to brains. Welcome to Alt Marketing School. We are currently bringing together a new wave of marketers, just like yourself. We want to provide you with the skills to speak to your audience perfectly, empower clients with winning strategies to market their brands, champion their values, and make a positive impact in the online world. My name is Fab, and I'm your host. May the class begin. I'm already going to start with a very opinionated thing, which is social media apps stop doing holiday live stream shopping please <laughs> done i said my piece i'm gonna move now yes <laughs> like for, for context for everyone obviously if you if you are a dear listener hello dear listener we love you very much you are special to us and you will know that every week for the past three weeks four weeks becca what was that do remember at least three at, at least. least three weeks somebody was releasing their own holiday they call it basically i'm gonna call it excuse for live shopping because that's what which is great it's a great excuse a great reason black friday holidays yay but every app has done it and then we were like okay tiktok has launched that they did it actually probably first if you count it pinterest i go back to it facebook is trying again and now we have a double whammy of kind of last week this weekish kind of vibe with youtube and Becca, what did you say to me when I sent you the last one? I think I said Twitter just needs to stop. So like, calm down. <sighs> oh, I got way too, like, I got quite angry when you sent that. 
I was like, why? Why have they done this? What are they doing? Mm. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to go back to actually we, because I feel like we, we get very opinionated, which I love. I think that's what you need sometimes. It's just it's great to know the vanilla stuff. But, and, but we've been quite positive with regards to Twitter recently. We were like, actually, you're getting to the right direction. I like what you're doing. And I actually tell a little piece of news or something on Twitter that I tried in a second. But but then I feel this kind of live shopping. I'm like, we're backtracking. We, we knew where we were going Twitter. I see, you know who you're talking to. And I'm like, do these people really need live streaming shopping? Is it, to, is it genuinely just to tick a box? What is going on? <laughs> Becca's like, yes. <laughs> I think you hit the nail on the head. Do they need it? No. Um, that's that's it. That's my answer. No, I think it's a case of one platform has done it. They've realised there is an opportunity there, and yeah, this could potentially work quite well, especially with Black Friday coming up. But it's it's it just amuses me at this point how when somebody does something different, all of the other platforms follow suit. Literally, like the following two weeks, it's like, oh yeah, and we're going to do that too, and yeah. Yeah, by the way, we've got this brand new feature, uh, live shopping, and it's just like, okay, but I question if it's actually going to be a bit overkill from a user perspective, because now I feel like, you know, when a, a platform pushes a new feature, when you go into the app, you'll quite often get like some kind of message or like almost like mini tutorial going, this is how, like, this is what we're doing. This is how you can use it. This is why it's so amazing. Go use it, go use it right now. And it's like, okay, fine. If, if that's on like one app. But it feels like this week, especially users are gonna just be bombarded with, did you know that you can watch this live stream and shop at the same time? And I feel like it's just a bit much. And it's kind of taking away um, or rather showing how commercial social media is and how it's not as much about the kind of quality engagement definitely from the kind of like platforms perspective even if from the user's perspective they're like oh i just want to you know have good engagement read some good tweets look at some good tiktoks watch some good videos and it's just like a bit of a shame because you don't oh i don't know you don't need to make it so shopping focused all at the same time like ah frustrated and as a bonus, you even get Jason the ruler showing you the new <laughs> I can't I cannot. Why am I making myself laugh in the morning so much? I just can't see Jason singer, songwriter, Jason the ruler selling me bags from Walmart on Twitter. Why? I mean, isn't that what you've always wanted? Come on, come on, right? I mean, it's like an early Christmas present. <laughs> Well, Jason Derulo and himself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but the generating is the end of the year. It's like, <laughs> there is, I'm making Becca cry right now. Wow. You know what? It's gonna, I'm going to do, actually, I'm going to say it now before we go back to this disgrace. A whole, I'm going to try and do a whole like, mini episode, like as a bonus of just all these little moments where we actually take the make out of ourselves. That's going to be like five minutes. That probably our listens will drop because nobody's going to be like, nah, and we're just going to listen on it on repeat like for like a week, just be like, how funny are we? How good are we? 
<laughs> it's worth it. Do it. Do it. I need I need that entertainment in my life. Do it. Do it. Perfect. It's on. Now going back to the disgrace. That's how I felt. And again, I'm going to say, aside from Jason, and, and I mean, Walmart is an interesting, obviously, partnership, but I'm just talking about, like, I like it's like, shop tab, banner, shop tab, and then join the conversation. And I'm like, I'm not going to join the conversation on a shop on Twitter while I'm shopping because I'm not. But I'm going to say, and I see the back is already on that bit, bit of news, so yay. I'm less angry at YouTube for doing it. Because first of all, they've done it before, kind of tried it, because it makes sense and also because it's not I'm gonna again rant but they're not finding Jason the ruler on Instagram and telling can you please come on Twitter and do this with us they actually are using the creators who most times a bit like TikTok that they the, the creators that do do recommendations they do them normally it's kind of what they would do they would talk about products they will endorse products so again that's already to me when it comes from a user perspective but also from a just engagement perspective it makes more sense to start with on top of that is really a big part of youtube anyway is hauls anyway and new drops so again i kind of understand that more i'm not so happy that literally happened the same week as everybody else because as you see you can see whether it's like i'm just gonna get back to that because everybody's doing it but when it comes to like almost looking at all of them in front of me being like which one is actually going to keep on doing it or which one is actually going to be successful sorry twitter i don't have my bets on you but with youtube mm, i think depending on how they do it it could be that if it becomes something that creators can use i can see creators make it more beneficial a bit like pinterest is doing with other shopping features but for example on pinterest i'm like I don't think the live is going to be the way to go for Pinterest instead. You see what I mean? I do. I do. And I think you're right. It actually does feel like it makes sense for YouTube because of, you know, you've already got creators on there. A common piece of content already is doing hauls or if they've got their own product, you would normally get a video saying, hey, I've launched this, like, and, and a walkthrough of those products. It makes sense. It fits. And I think even from a potentially like a replay perspective I can imagine that as well maybe if you missed the live stream it would feel natural to okay I'll just pop onto their channel and I can see uh the replay along with all their other videos and stuff and it just feels like that's where it should sit I don't don't know also from like a a user intent perspective I feel like when people go onto YouTube obviously they are trying to push YouTube shorts but people generally have a bit more time when they're going on YouTube they're committed to spending i don't know let's say half an hour because they know they're going to be watching longer content which would suit this right if you're going to watch a live shopping stream it's like you, you need some time because you can't fast forward and they've got to get through multiple products whereas on i would actually say all of the other platforms that have launched this the from the user's perspective you're not like oh yeah i'm going to dedicate half an hour on here it's like filling in gaps between a meeting or between you doing other tasks like you've got five minutes you just want to have a quick scroll have a look not get engrossed in a longer live stream which features shopping so it will be interesting to see how creators use this as well and whether they will stick to youtube which i feel like does make most sense like or whether they'll experiment with the other ones but yeah i feel like youtube's 
where it is most like and it's a natural fit the other ones feel like eh, you're just jumping on the bandwagon and actually to to follow up with that one of the things that I was thinking when we we're talking about user intent which by the way I'm going to say just for some people that might be like eh because I appreciate that we're kind of using it and well, when we're talking about user intent, just to give you some behind the scenes sneak peek as well, I guess on top of it, it's um, how both of us actually, quite fortuitely, we see social media working really well and how we see it should be done. Because I think it's, it sounds obvious, but I don't think for both managers, brands, and even people sometimes is not. So putting the user intent first and understanding how users use the platform and then combining that with how you as a brand want to use the platform and making sure that your goals align with that. And this is also how we're going to teach at all marketing school um well we can say it now i'm going to teach the social media on an organic side of it just understanding how to do better strategy and better aligning and choosing platforms and reviewing it and then becca obviously the queen of paid ads is going to look at other elements including the paid ads so i'm just saying it because we bang on a lot about it and we're not going to stop because i believe that's how both of us see social being done best so going back to the user intent if you want to jump a bit forward just to give the benefit of the doubt to some platforms. And this is pretty much for me limited to TikTok and Instagram, to be quite honest. See, Pinterest is a hard one because I believe shopping on Pinterest is obviously the most native in a way, but not with live. But if you go to TikTok and Instagram, especially, this is where potentially the brands might actually help with some of these features still kicking <laughs> and actually showing up and not being forget forgotten in a void. Because, for example, a creator might say, actually, I can give you a package or I can work with you in a way where we do a reel, we do a feed post, I don't know, we'd like affiliate. But, and also then we can do a live together when I run through things. And having the option of talking about the products and having them showing up live can actually be quite helpful. So, again, it's a bit like what you said. It's probably not intentional somebody going and scouting a replay or going to watch five hours. But when it happens live more than replay... I can see it being an added bonus. I cannot see necessarily being like the reason why I did go live in the first place every week to do a haul, because probably it's very labor intensive. But I think if it's driven by a brand or by a collaboration, it might still work. With, it, with Twitter, I just can't. I'm sorry, Twitter. I can't find no reason why it would keep on going any further than Jason Derulo showing up in a couple of weeks. And that's about it. I said it. I'm sorry, kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to say actually one more thing very quickly because this is like a quick bit of news that I wanted to like flash through our eyes as well and I want to hear what you think I love that in the meantime good a little old Snapchat our BFF which we kind of know <laughs> kind of don't talk about a lot because we know that I'm not necessarily the biggest fan genuinely but I like it that behind the scenes I wonder whether it is Snapchat's niche which is also Pinterest one which is all about AR filters but they actually have been doing little leaps and bounds around um, AR try-on tools and filters, which I think kind of ties fairly well with the metaverse and where that's also going to be going. My question is, is for Becca, because this is the only person that is here with me today, do people actually use it and do people actually shop on Snapchat? I mean, allegedly believing on what they say, but also in general, that would be my question. But I find it interesting that they're still going for it and they're really developing the AR probably more than 90% of the brands out there and social platforms. I know, yeah. It's quite interesting actually with Snapchat because I know that I don't use it and 
most of the, in fact, I would say all of the clients that I'm working with have no interest in Snapchat, even if they want to do something like this where their user intent would work quite well. They're kind of like, no, that's been and gone. We're not interested in, in kind of investing in that platform anymore. We want to move elsewhere. However, I did see a talk back in September where Snapchat, actual Snapchat were presenting and they were talking about this AR technology and like it was a really good talk and I got kind of sucked into this idea of if you are a brand and you're wanting to showcase products or make your own AR filter like it sounds really cool and they do they are definitely pioneering this space it's almost a shame <laughs> it's almost a shame that it's Snapchat because I feel like lots of people are missing out on this technology and don't know that it exists like if you are a you know, normal consumer not a social media or a marketer you might not know that this exists unless you're 17 and that's you know the snapchat demographic right now but yeah i think it's interesting i wonder if it's a tricky one maybe this is really good preparation for when snapchat's current audience base grows up a little bit maybe has more disposable income then this technology will just come into its own and maybe then we'll see a sudden like domino effect on all the other platforms and go look guys we've got ar filters oh my god and we'll me and you will be going <clears throat> okay but yeah i just feel like snapchat are doing really really cool things i really like this kind of perspective on trying to sell products because i feel like it's equipping the user or the audience with everything they need to make an informed decision it's not and it's definitely promoting like buying stuff but i feel like you can make more of an informed decision whereas i'm going to compare it to a live stream live streams are great and everything watching live shopping but you still it's just like scrolling through a website or a catalog or whatever you you can't see it on you so i like this aspect of what snapchat are doing i think it's good it's very engaging for the audience but I just feel like it's not going to catch on for a while, which is a shame because it is really cool. AR in general is really, really cool. And I feel like most people think that it's just, do you remember the filter that was like the dog filter back, like, I don't know, six or something years ago. People think that that's as far as it went. It's like, no, no, there's so much more, but people have moved away from the app now. So it's kind of like too little too late. I, f I feel they're probably going to use it though like talking about what you just said here as well like that's probably where the metaverse is going to come in like with obviously allowing to take AR to the next level but being able to combine it so as you say it's kind of like people are not realizing it but if it's given to them maybe in a different package they would love it and they would use it and also as you said it's a bit of a shame because when you look at also some of the other really good how can I say good iterations of AR especially in Snapchat but in general has been a lot linked to NFT. And personally, I don't have any interest in it. I found it fascinating. And actually I was talking to some people about crypto and NFT because we were developing some courses as I was working on the booth um, accelerator for the certification. So I was actually introduced to it from a like completely dumb, dumb perspective, like a one-on-one, -on -one, you know, like a NFT for dummies. And there's part there like waving like, hi, I don't know what this is. And I understand it now slightly. <laughs> And I think is really interesting, but because AR is also being used a lot within that niche, is like it's such a niche niche, quite honestly, that I'm like a bit like the 17-year-olds on that Snapchat. And I'm like, do you want to wait until 
this becomes widespread, if it does, or you're going to wait until the 17-year-olds become 24, which also makes me wonder, will they still be on Snapchat then? You know, there's an element of, I don't see necessarily everyone, like all the millennials going back to Facebook or all the Gen Z going to Facebook. That maybe is not natural progression. But if you ask me, I can see some of, for example, the younger audiences, when they, they want a job or they want to, if they want to build a personal brand, I can see them jumping on other Twitter or LinkedIn a bit more. You know, I see that progression with Snapchat. I'm like, is it even TikTok? You know, you can see people growing with the app a bit more. With Snapchat, I'm not so sure. So I think because it's tapping into very specific niches, I'm like, is, you know, is it actually going to go further in any way, shape or form? I genuinely don't know. I genuinely don't know. I won't be. I mean, this actually, I was looking at obviously all the things we want to talk about. There's quite a lot and a couple of really interesting things that we might go back to. But I just want to say one quick thing about something because it made me lull. We're second. Okay. I did it last week, I think. So I'm going to read again. Uh, <laughs> social Media Today. There's a bit of news that made me kill me because of what Social Media Today brought. Okay. I'm going to read it. It's very quick, this one, because people are like, Fab, what are you talking about again? <clears throat> okay. Here it goes. In news that will surprise absolutely no one, lol, Instagram has confirmed that it's shutting down its standalone messaging app, Threads, which launched back in 2019, essentially as a Snapchat alternative for connected close friends. I repeat, in news that will surprise absolutely no one. Again, brackets. Yeah, it was written on the actual piece of news, which I think encapsulates this whole thing mm -hmm. so yeah becca do you remember threads oh do you know i think i think the app is floating around somewhere on my phone but like yeah who actually used it did anyone ever use it like what for, i no. for what purpose for what purpose i just i just i just no no i'm sorry i've got nothing like helpful to say because I'm just like, yeah, good. Nobody used it. It was just some add-on from Instagram. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Like, <laughs> you did download it though. You were one of the five people that downloaded it and tried it though. So, you know, I'll give you that. This is true. This is true. I need, I'm going to check now and see if it's on my. It won't have Go gone. Look at it. And I'm going to say one thing on this again. As I said, there's not a lot to, to comment either. But what I'm going to say is, it's interesting though, because I think. You can see when Meta slash Facebook slash Instagram edges their bets when they actually have a separate app for something. They're like, we're just going to give you this app, which might not work. So I'm just going to separate it instead of a feature because it's almost easier for people then to know that it's not there anymore because it, it's quite a big ask, you know, with all the different, the thread itself has different features. So they couldn't really build it into Instagram because it's already a, a, a giant. So it was really interesting. And yeah, when I saw that, I was like, oh yeah, they did that, didn't they? So now the edges are out. Becca, do you still have it on your phone? I do. <laughs> I do. We'll go away, you know, and we'll be gone in about what, three weeks or something. Now I'm like, oh, should I, should I use it? It doesn't seem to work though. Like you can see, like from your perspective, just as welcome to threads. And it's got my, my Instagram there, but nothing happened. So maybe it's already, maybe it's already gone. They're but. like, bye. And yeah. this guy, like Jonathan, 
who is on his, you know, is checking analytics and stuff, and he's going to see somebody open the threads up, he's going to be like, what? What? <laughs> call no, out! Call yeah. out! We need to, we can't cancel it anymore. <laughs> Somebody's using it. <laughs> Somebody just opened the app nearby the UK at 8am. What is going on? And Becca's like, oops. <laughs> You're literally like, Jonathan is like, oh no, what are we going to do now? <laughs> love it. Absolutely love it. Now, as I said, there's quite a lot. So we're probably going to go back to some of these gorgeous things next week because I think some of them are worth a while. After this, we're going to check if there's something worth a while jumping on because some of these bits are small, but they're quite interesting. So I'm going to ask you, Becca, now, is there anything that out of all the bits of news that we have floating around that really jumped at your attention, aside from threads, that mm-hmm. you think is worth a while kind of chatting or kind of like letting people know? Obviously, some of the stuff we'll see and keep later on but well it might surprise you or it might not but actually clubhouse did something and i was like oh okay it's actually quite cool and they added live captions to maximize accessibility and i'm all for features which help keep content accessible i did think because i know twitter have already got that uh so i was like well, you know come on clubhouse what have you been doing you've got to you've got to put on a good show here if you, if you want to kind of keep up with Twitter, even though it's supposed to be the other way around, but never mind. But so I thought I thought that was great. Also what caught my attention is that like was actual Oprah on Clubhouse? Because I was like, hang on. Since when? I might if if replays actually work, I might go back and listen just to see if that's real. Because I was like, what? When did this how did this they could have surely unless I was living under a rock, Clubhouse could have shouted about that from the rooftops and probably got a wave of new users or reignited existing users interest in the app and i was just like how has this gone and you know not because it's about the adele interview i was like what why was this not talked about but yeah it's very good that they've got captions that's all (laughs) you know what's bad and that tells you a lot of why like we are we're very much alike I was in, I was really excited because again, accessibility is also a big thing for me too. But also the second thought literally in my head was like, Oprah? And nobody said anything. Oprah? <laughs> what is again, why is this not literally what Clubhouse talks about every single day for the past month? You know, because as you said, if it is especially that Adele interview is or talking about that is huge. And I'm like, Clubhouse, are you okay? I mean, it's great, obviously, yay, accessibility. And I'm like, what about Oprah? <laughs> so genuinely, that's the same thing I thought. That was literally me. I was like, what, what, why are we not using this? Clubhouse, what's going on? What is your head of PR doing? Just just slap them, <laughs> slap them awake. <laughs> this is huge. No, I agree. And it's really interesting. And again, I always feel bad because we always have something to say about Pro Clubhouse. And they are doing things, I think, to really improve. Is a, is a case, again, of too little, too late slightly again vibe of being like is it actually gonna you know like bring something in is it not wow it's gonna work so I think there's there's that element of it as well which is kind of interesting but again there could be a resurgence I genuinely don't know and it's one of those things where I'm like already the other apps are fighting for attention so much it's gonna be interesting to see I'm actually gonna mention one more thing super quickly just because again it's just a very unpassant thing that I found really interesting which you'll find as always in the newsletter, which is the last thing I wanted to talk about, talking about Twitter, what I've done in the end, 
to give a bit of context, but I found it really interesting that Spotify rolled out their own podcast ads by their own studio in the US. I just want to say, because obviously it's non-social, but I think Spotify is probably the most social sort of like, like music streaming app. And also they focus so much on podcasts these days that I find it really interesting. And I just, again, it shows that I think slowly the different apps are realizing that can we find our own way to do our own, like let's say in this case, for example, ads or like, you know, affiliate marketing or things like this. So I found it really, really interesting that they're kind of slowly rolling that out and kind of testing it for themselves as a way to almost kind of get people away from other options. And also, again, making sure that they really push their podcasts on Spotify, which Spotify has been doing for the past kind of three to four months. So I found that really, really interesting. I just wanted to mention it very, very briefly. Last thing for the day, and I want to see, obviously, Becca, let me know if you want to hear more, but I'm an impulsive person, like surprise. And so I was toying with the idea of making our newsletter a bit because of the vibe of the newsletter and there's a lot of news of the week and stuff, a bit easier also for me to use, but a bit more user-friendly. So I just went on and on Friday, I just moved it all to review. I, I got quite excited because I saw that I, I read it, I read it, right? Because I do. And I saw that you'd said that and I was like, ah, she's done it. It was exciting. I'll tell you what, Becca, depends obviously on what you're doing, but I thought we obviously use Twitter a lot because of the news side of things, and I'm going to use it even more. So as the old marketing school, as myself, I need to go back to it into a bit just for time, to be honest, I'll be honest. And I tried it. So I, tried, I mean, one thing that I would say review, I love you, but we need to kind of get a bit better at migrating because I was a bit of a nightmare, but I was talking to support and they helped me out. It's just that was probably the only downside but I said it when we talked about it last week in a speculative way, and now I can confirm. If you are on Twitter a lot, also I did a Twitter poll about it on my personal Twitter. It just makes sense. And the thing about review is that it looks like Substack, which I also use for a spell, but it's better. And because it's so easy to actually pull content from your Twitter and on online, it depends on what you're doing. If you're a creator selling courses, then probably ConvertKit is best. You know, we talked about it a few times. If you are doing a very editorial newsletter, there's actually potentially a place for either MailChimp or Klaviyo. Klaviyo is very good for e-commerce. And review just works really, really well for what we are trying to achieve in the way of like kind of almost half journalistic writing. I talk about obviously the course and everything else we do, but within that especially. And I think because it really encourages your Twitter audience and it's, a very gentle but easy encouragement to sign up because of just like having that kind of like put your put your email address in here if you want to read more if you want to get the, the news it kind of works quite nicely I think it's quite a gentle thing and last thing I'm going to say is I that's also why I like it and I believe that it's going to triumph LinkedIn and LinkedIn newsletters because I asked my audience which one do you do or would you do on your newsletter on review LinkedIn or external platform and the people that responded everybody said review now I'm on Twitter so go figure but you know you never know and I find that people got excited with the LinkedIn newsletters but I'm not sure it's gonna work as much whereas review I think has got now has got a lot more traction because of the fact that if you're active on Twitter and it's easy for people to sign up and you make it quite it's a bit more public that's the only downsides I guess 
but I personally don't mind for the type of things that I want to do, but you can also do obviously paywall ones. So that's kind of what I'm going to say. So that's my, thank you for coming to my TED talk. Uh, that's the update. So if you sign up now for the newsletter, you will actually get redirected to review and you can check it out now as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Becca is clapping, but I'm glad that you're reading it as well. <laughs> but one question I'm going to ask you before we close off, did you actually like the design from a receiving end or does it actually make sense? Did you see the difference? Just asking, because obviously I'm praising it because I like to use it from a backend side, but if anybody else also wants to move across, what would you say from a user perspective? From a user perspective, I think I knew something was slightly different, but unless you, if you hadn't said, I don't think I would have figured out what had changed, but something just feels like it's shiny and new, you know, sprinkle glitter on it, Christmas cheer, no, um, but yeah, from a user perspective, like no, no like problems, do you know what I mean? It's like all good, all good. And actually I did like the fact that you said it. I like that transparency and I like, I mean, maybe that's because I'm, because of what I do. But I was like, this is interesting. I like knowing what's going on behind the scenes. And I feel like it gets people more invested as well because they're like invested in you and what you're up to. And it's like, this is good. I like this change. It's good, it's good. Thank you. And you know what? I'm actually going to say one thing about that. Uh, we are going to be doing a very special event like in December, which I'll, I'll tell everybody more a bit next week. Yes. Free event with some really cool people doing some really interesting talks. And one of them is a guy called Kevin, and he talks a lot about building in public as a strategy. And she's super interesting. So again, I'll tell everybody a bit more later on. But and again, he talks a lot about this idea of actually being able to share a bit more publicly, like understanding of behind the scenes of brands, regardless of what your brand does. So I think I've always been quite open about it anyway with the things that I do. And as you say, you also find it builds a level of trust and people kind of don't get confused about what the hell is happening or what is changing. You actually introduce them to the change. And I think it's that honesty that kind of keeps it a lot more real. So thank you for noticing that. So as I said, if you genuinely want to figure out more and read the new news, you can go to allmarketingschool.com. Obviously, allmarketingschool.com slash news is now where you can find out and you can actually sign up for the newsletter and read all the news that we talked about. If you have any questions for us, Alt Mark School on Twitter or Alt Marketing School on Instagram and everywhere else where you get your social news and anything. You can ask me any questions at Fab Giovanetti on social. And Becca, what about your shelf? I am at Becca Social on all platforms everywhere. Thank you so much for listening. Head to altmarketingschool.com to find out more about topics that we covered in this week's class. If you want to make your teachers happy, then hop onto iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Oh, and don't forget to spread the love on Instagram at Alt Marketing School. Until next time.